Do you struggle with exercise after babies? Are you wondering how you can possibly find the time to work out around your kids' schedules? There are actually a lot of mental hurdles to overcome when it comes to exercising, especially postpartum. But there are also so many benefits to regular movement and exercise, including mental clarity and emotional stability. Join me in this conversation with Mandy Kelso, where we talk all about the mindsets that moms struggle with most when it comes to exercise, as well as practical takeaways for how to get started or keep motivated to incorporate regular movement into your routines. Mandy works as a health coach and postpartum exercise specialist, where she's passionate about helping moms find the confidence in the way they look and feel after kids. And she works with moms on finding their happiest, healthiest, strongest selves in all areas of their life. All right, so let's dive into it. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never had the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Hey, mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. So excited to have you with us today, listening in on this conversation. I have uh, Mandy here with me. So Mandy, will you just tell us a little bit more about you, your story, and how you help women in regards to health? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Uh, My name is Mandy. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I specialize in pelvic floor, pelvic health. Um, So I treat all things urinary incontinence, um, painful intimacy, pelvic organ prolapse, diastasis recti, so any sort of symptoms postpartum. Um, Mostly see moms. I see other um, patients too that are not moms, but most of my patients are moms. Um, A little about myself. I have two boys. I'm a boy mama. I have um, an angel baby. So we lost our first son um, at about 20 weeks pregnancy um, and then quickly got pregnant with my second son. So I have a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. (laughs) Um, And I just, I kind of just like to lead my life with them, like showing them healthy by example. So we're like teaching them how to eat healthy, how to be active, how to move. Um, I don't really say to them like, Hey, we're going to do this to be healthier. We're going to exercise. We're going to eat healthy. It's just kind of like showing them Mm -hmm. by example. Um, not like forcing it on them, but just Mm -hmm. kind of like, Hey, let's, let's try these new vegetables. Let's try these new things. Just try to instill that in them. So I work really hard at trying to keep them active, keep them eating healthy foods, trying new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it's so hard with, I mean, it's easy and it's hard with boy moms. I mean, I'm a boy mom too. And my kids are super, super active all the time. And so I don't really struggle in that area necessarily yet. 
Um, but with the eating healthy foods, it's always a lead by example. And that's one thing I talk about all the time on the podcast is just like a healthy family has to start with you, you leading the way you developing the healthy habits and being intentional about taking care of yourself first. And then they see that because you can tell them all day long what they need to do, but if they don't see you doing it, they're going to have way less motivation to do the things that you're telling them to do. So I love the change in that. My husband is a very picky eater and he won't eat a lot of things. And I say, babe, you can't say, I don't like that in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have to learn that on their own. So we have to be very intentional about mm-hmm. what like the words that we say. And so um, that's something that we're like, we work really diligently on and we have conversations about it regularly, my husband and I, and we talk like separately from our kids about what can we do to help instill that in them and teach mm-hmm. them to be healthy and be active and um, kind of keep them out of that conversation, but we're just very intentional about being upfront with each other and mm-hmm. making sure that we're like leading the right path and showing them how to be and how to just role model, not just healthy as far as like active lifestyles, but healthy as far as what we're consuming, like as far as the information that we're getting and yeah. the people that we're around and because all of that plays in together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you brought in too, like what you are consuming and, and just being aware of, you know, the music that you're listening to, the TV that you're watching and um, friends that are around you and, yeah. and making space a huge thing that I've really grown in um, personally as a mom is making space for my kids' emotions. And mm-hmm. I learned how to do that by learning to make space for my own emotions and realizing that I don't have to tell them constantly, like, stop crying, stop being mad, stop it's like, well, no, let's just let it, them sit in that. I can't tell you the number of times my my youngest, he's four and a half now, and he's just very, he's a very sensitive, emotional kid. And so he'll come to me raging and I just sit with him and I give him a hug and I just let him be mad and cry. Mm-hmm. And it's like three minutes later, he's fine. And he walks away yep. and it's like, oh, all you needed to do was feel that feeling for a little bit, sit with that. And now we're good. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, very important to let them to feel all that and yeah, not totally. kind of crush that and say, oh, you're fine. But mine are little enough that we don't, I mean, we can't really have those conversations yet. My oldest is two and a half, but I still say to him, I'm like, buddy, it's okay to be mad. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be upset, but you can't throw things or you can't right. hit your brother, but you're okay. It's okay to have those feelings. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, that's so important. So yeah, I love that we're, we're kind of talking about you know, health all, overall, you know, your, your specialty and your background and your education is in, you know, physical therapy and, and exercise, you said specifically. Um, but I love that you, you are teaching women and helping women see that and living out that health is so much more, um, than just the things that you do, um, with your body. So, so yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit more, um, you know, your opinion and your experience of how, exercise helps, um, or affects women's overall health. So we kind of all know like the general things like, yeah, it helps your heart. It helps your lungs, makes your blood sugar, you know, leveled out. So we kind of know those standard things of how exercise is, but, um, and a lot of things I talk with my moms about is how exercise affects your mental health, affects your mood. And especially with young kids in the house, there's always a feeling of being touched out being overstimulated Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go on a little nerd tangent here (laughs) (laughs) there's there's lots of studies that say if we have a weak core so when we talk core we often think about our just our abdomen like our six-pack muscles Mm -hmm. um but our core is 
our back muscles, our butt muscles, our pelvic floor, our belly muscles. And there's all these studies that if those are weak, it affects our body's ability to process these um, extra things that are coming at us as moms. So we're getting the sound of the microwave blowing at us. We're getting the kids throwing their toys across the floor. There's dirty laundry that needs done. There's all these, all of our five senses that are taking things in all the time. And if we have a weak core, we can't process those things the same because our body is just trying to stabilize itself. And it takes so much energy just to keep our physical body in check that it's kind of taking away from our ability to process all of these sounds and noises and smells that are coming into our brain. So if we can work on that physical health and strength, it changes the way our, our nervous system regulates all of those other things, that overstimulation, that feeling touched out, the kids climbing on us and constantly wanting to sitting in our lap and needing their snacks and all of those things. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I actually have never heard of that. And I don't know if that's, I should admit that on my podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. You're, you're talking and yeah. I'm thinking about like my past experience and, you know, when my, my kids were littler and I really did struggle with a lot of mental health issues. And I've shared about that on the podcast before, but it, you know, I wasn't super physically active, but I can see how all, a lot of those mental, um, emotional struggles were triggered by, I, I always noticed I was triggered by a lot of noise, a lot of chaos. Yeah. If my kids were trying to talk to me while I had the music going, like I just, my brain couldn't handle it. And yeah. I just got so much more, more, um, flustered and frustrated. And then as I started working on my physical health and I was getting back in shape and exercising regularly, like to be able to put language to what was happening is so cool. So Mandy, I just, oh my goodness, you're blowing my mind over here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad um, that was helpful. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. And I, and I, I pray that it blesses a lot of women that are listening to this too, to see that their, you know, exercise is so much more about just getting in shape. Like I, we're always told, you know, exercise helps your mental health, but here is how ladies, as you're listening, right. like, this is what's going to happen. And this is the process. So if you feel like you are just completely overwhelmed with the things that are going on around you and you just can't handle it and you're feeling like you just need to do more and do more and be better. It's like, okay, let's slow it down. Here is one solution, one way that you can, can begin to help stabilize yourself. And that's simply taking care of your core. So tell us a little bit more. I know it's really hard on a podcast to describe like what does taking care of your core and your pelvic floor look like? Um, but what, like, just talk to us practically for a little bit. Like, what does that look like? Amount of time a day, number of times a week, like what, give us all the information. <laughs> so I think a lot of moms get caught up in, and I was one of them when I first had my kid, I've always been kind of a workout junkie and I would get up at three 30 in the morning. I'd work out for an hour, like super hardcore. And so when I had my youngest, my oldest, when I couldn't get back in that routine, I was in this funk of, I can't do that. Why do it at all? Um, and so I had to reset my mindset too, of something is better than nothing. Yeah. And it doesn't like workouts are not going to look the same as they did before I had kids. So, um, you can improve your core and pelvic floor strength in as little as 20 minutes a day, three to four days a week. Um, and that doesn't even mean like there I've been working out with my kids and there are times when I do 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening, yep. you break it up to wherever fits in your life. Um, so I think just practically as moms, we have to really think about how can we fit this in? 
Can I include my kids? Can I include it in my daily activity? So, I mean, you could be standing dishes, stand there doing dishes and do a couple of exercises as you're doing other things too and fitting it into your life. So I think that's super important to recognize is that it may not mean going to the gym or having these specific times that I have to be there for an hour to do things. Mm-hmm. There's little bits of things you can do throughout the day that can really significantly improve that for your strength and your mental health. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's so important that, you know, we address the mindset piece of it because, you know, the problem is never doing the actual exercises, right? It's like physically doing them. The problem is the mental, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to set this time aside. I'm going to be intentional. Oh man, I missed my morning workout this week. I'm just going to, I'll start again next week. You know, how many times do you hear that? Right. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I missed, you know, I did it for one day and that's all I did for this week. So I'm going to start again next week or next month or whatever. And, and, you know, we, we talk about that all the time in the, in the coaching realm of that all or nothing thinking and really realizing that what you said, like something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love that you said even as little as 20 minutes a day, and that can be broken up into two 10 minute segments. It can be broken up into what, four or five minute segments. Yep. I think that math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking about how can I make this work for me right now? And maybe, and you said like three to four times a week, maybe you start with two times a week, if that's exactly. what's doable for you and have some quick wins and see that success and start seeing the benefits of it and the results of it. And then you'll be able to almost improve your motivation to then add more and add more and be more intentional about it. It's kind of that snowball effect of, um, yeah, just kind of adding on more and more. So I love that you shared that. Thank you. That's what I hear a lot too, is I'm just not motivated. I'm going to wait until I'm motivated, but there's this cycle, like you have to take action and see the results to get motivation, to make you take more action, to get more results, to be more motivated. So it's this, sometimes you just have to push play even when you don't want to. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I always say with exercise specifically, and I I teach this in um, my online course that I have, um, I call it the 10 minute rule. So a lot of times when you're like, Oh, I just don't want to do that exercise. I just don't want to move my body. I just I just don't want to do it. I don't feel like it. And I always say, okay, tell yourself you're going to do it for 10 minutes, commit to doing it for 10 minutes. And if you make it to that 10 minutes and you want to keep going, that's great. And if not, that's great too, because you did the 10 minutes and that you said you were going to do and 10, like we've already covered like 10 minutes is better than zero minutes. Yep. I said the same thing to my mom too. Give yourself 10. If you're feeling great, keep going. If not stop. Mm-hmm. And I also like to tell them like, okay, you may have this particular workout set for today, you're not feeling it, get outside and go for a hike. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, you could, it can be something different. Being active doesn't have to be specifically lifting weights or running on the treadmill. It can be like active out in nature and getting out there because that has a whole different component too of that mental health component. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, vitamin D, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> It's my favorite time of the year right now where the sun starts rising a little bit earlier so I can get out for a quick walk before my kids get up. (laughs) So what other wisdom do you have to share with us? Is there anything else that you like, just find that you're always, when you're working with moms, especially, um, you know, specifically around the pelvic floor exercise, like what else frequently comes up for you, um, when you're talking with these moms, that is kind of a struggle that you help them overcome. Is there anything else that comes up for you? 
a lot of moms are fearful of exercise because of their symptoms, because of the urinary incontinence, because of pelvic organ prolapse. Are you familiar with what that is? A prolapse? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So um, just in case any of your listeners are not, it's when the bladder or the uterus kind of falls into the vaginal canal and it feels like a tampon is falling out, a bowling ball is falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of moms say, I don't know what that is. Um, or they're afraid of exercise. They've been told, oh, you can't ever exercise. You can't do these certain things. Um, and so then a lot of them come to me five years after having kids, 10 years after having kids. And they say, well, I can't exercise. So I'm fearful because I've gained weight. I'm fearful because I can't um, run with my kids. I just sit on the playground and watch them. And I really want to go do this, but I'm afraid of movement because mm. of these symptoms. And so then we are working on retraining them and letting their brain know that these movements are not only safe, but they are beneficial to helping their symptoms. Um, like, Hey, I pee when I jump on a trampoline, I'm always leaking. So I don't do this with my kids. Um, the number one thing that we can do to help those is to strengthen the full body. And a lot of, um, a lot of the research, not research, a lot of the things that you find online is do your Kegels, do your Kegels, do your Kegels, which actually can make those symptoms worse. Mm. So then it's, they've come to two years, three years, four years after having kids. Like, I do my Kegels all the time and my symptoms are getting worse. So I'm doing more because they're getting worse. You know, so it's like this cycle of just not knowing what exactly to do. Yeah, definitely. And I hear that all the time, you know, with exercise and that's really good advice that just strengthening your overall body can help with even some of those symptoms that you mentioned. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's true this, you don't have to, I think, you know, when we think about doing strength training specifically, you know, I come from a personal training background and I don't talk a lot of specifics here on the podcast, but, you know, there's, if you, if you just Google like strength training workouts, a lot of times you'll get these huge, like muscle building websites or something like that, that they give you these super strict workouts to follow. And you have to work out these muscles this number of times a week and these muscles this number of times a week. And if you don't, then you're not going to make any progress. And, and what I've come to understand, like even coming from that world is going back to that mindset shift of something is better than nothing. And so, you know, even for myself personally, like if I'm doing strength training, I'll, you know, write myself a a workout plan that works out all of my muscles. And then I just work my way through it as I can. And so if I, you know, I work my legs once every other week, it's fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not going to kill me, but something is better than nothing. Instead of that all or nothing thinking where you're like, oh, I have to do I have to follow this workout plan and I, and it requires five workouts a week in order to get all of my muscles worked out every single week. And if I fail one time, then, you know, that's it. This is just not doable for me. And I'm just going to give up on it. Yep. It's like, well, no, because something is still better than nothing. And so pick up where you left off and just keep going. Right. Just keep moving. Yep. Right. And a lot of those, if you just Google online, it's very intimidating. Yes. There's not good descriptions. It's overwhelming the amount of information that you can find and you don't know what's good, what's bad, what's right for you, what's not right for you. So it's very hard to just go into Google and try and figure out which one to work on. Yeah, definitely. And that's where finding support can be really helpful. I mean, if it's going into a gym and finding a personal trainer that you hire for a little bit or joining group mm-hmm. exercise classes before I was a personal trainer, that is where I learned all of my, my stuff is group exercise classes, because they are very knowledgeable and you can learn alongside other people. And a lot of times, if you have a gym membership, those are free alongside Mm -hmm. those. And so you find the ones that work with your schedule and you commit to going with those and you, it's 
so many benefits with that because you have the accountability of other people. You get to make new friends and you're learning about exercise and, and learning how to do some of those movements properly. Yep. And a lot of times those are just so high energy. It just, it draws you in mm-hmm. um, just other people there and you're seeing them get better and it just changes the whole attitude as opposed to just doing it at home. I love home workouts for me, but I know sometimes that you need to have that, that external space to do it or the energy, different things. So, and everybody does things differently. So, yeah. Yeah. And kind of going back to a little bit of what we talked about earlier, because I think that relates here as well is, um, you know, finding what is really doable and manageable for you in the season that you're in, you know, if you're a mom of little littles, like it's not, it's probably not as likely that you're going to be able to leave the house so many times a week to get out to a gym. So being able to find home workouts that are um, available to you that you enjoy and that can fit in your schedule and your routine during the day. Um, but knowing that you don't have to do that forever. Like there will come a time in a season where you are like your kids are in school or, you know, maybe they get to go to daycare or whatever, or they don't nap anymore. And so you can take them with you or whatever (laughs) the circumstances are like circumstances are going to change your season season is going to change. And so how can you then learn to adapt your, your workout routines to that, you know, maybe they get to go on bike rides with you or go on walks with you or, you know, whatever it is. Um, just knowing that, you know, what you are committing to do now does not have to be forever. Like it can change. It can adapt. In fact, it should most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think a lot of times moms think, well, I have to have my kids be at their nap time. I, they woke up early, so I didn't get to work out. And learning to incorporate them. So when my son, when we first started bringing into we have a gym in our basement, um, he was a crazy man. He didn't know what to do. He'd run around, but he's been doing it with us so consistently now that he goes down there, he plays, and it's just part of his routine now mm-hmm. to come down there and do it with us. So it's kind of that we're showing him that we're doing it, but now he's just, he's used to that. Mm-hmm. And so we can do it with him. We don't have to wait for that separate time. Yeah, Definitely. And I think that speaks to something else really cool too, is, um, you know, when you are thinking about bringing your kids into something like your workout routine, um, because that's the stage of life that you're in or whatever, knowing that, you know, if they have one bad day or they're not reacting well to it, it doesn't work very well. The first couple of times, like that doesn't mean that it's not ever going to work. And so being right. diligent and sticking with it, knowing that your kids do thrive on structure and routine. And when they see you doing the same things regularly, like they are going to get used to it mm-hmm. will and begin to enjoy it, or at least respect your time. Of, yes. right? <laughs> and so that kind of just made me think of something else. I read recently that you have to give a child the same food 10 times before they can decide if, decide if they like it or they don't like it mm-hmm. in different ways. So, you know, cooked peppers versus raw peppers versus anything versus other things. And so their, their brain is relearning that. And same thing with these activities, they're mm-hmm. learning based on multiple experiences. We can't just throw them at something once and have them decide, oh, I'm going to like this or not like it. So right. I think that's super fun just with any activity, food, activity, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same goes with us as well. I think, you know, I hated um, I used to go to like these dance classes at turbo kick or whatever <laughs> at our local <laughs> Y and I hated it when I first started because I'm super uncoordinated, but I kept going because it was my friend who was teaching the class and it was the, so it was the same thing. Like eventually I really learned to like it. And even after she wasn't teaching it anymore, like I still went because I learned to enjoy it. And so same thing with, with whatever exercise you're doing right now, like if you do it one time and you don't necessarily enjoy it that time give it another try 
or a couple mm-hmm. more tries because you may, it may be really different or uncomfortable the first time, or it may make you really sore because you haven't worked out in a while or whatever it is. Like that doesn't mean that it's bad, hard, or that you shouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think where a lot of people get stuck is they are sore and they don't know when to stop. Like, yeah. is that a good thing? Is it not a good thing? Or it's awkward and uncomfortable as it's new. And then they say, okay, well, I can't do that. And our body learns by repetition. So continually doing those things over and over, it gets easier. Yeah. Um, and so that's just a mental battle we have to go through. It's, oh, that was hard. I don't want to do it. So we have to kind of push through that, that mental hill. Yep, definitely. Lots of mental hurdles when it comes to yeah. physical movement. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mandy. As we kind of wrap up, is there any last minute encouragement that you want to leave any of the listeners today? I think from a pelvic floor perspective, I would just say um, it's something we don't have to live with. I think a lot of moms are ashamed and embarrassed to talk about those symptoms. Um, And they're all very common, but not normal things. We often say, oh, I'm a mom now. So I just pee my pants. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. part of my life. Um, But there's so many things that you can do that are usually very quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just knowing that you don't have to live with that. And there's lots and lots of things that can be done to help so that you are more comfortable and more confident. So you're not worried about leaking when you're out with your kids or not feeling comfortable with your spouse. Um, just seeking that help to make sure that you're getting all the things to make you feel more confident as a whole and not just go through the motions of life and saying, oh, that's just what I have to live with. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more that there's very little in this life that we just say, oh, I just have to deal with this. Like, no, there's yep. usually easy fixes. So that being said, where can women connect with you? Okay. So uh, if I'm on Instagram, it's Mandy, M-A-N-D-I underscore Kelso. Okay. K-E-L-S-O. <laughs> or reach me via email at Mandy at AspireWomen'sHealth.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And I will include those links in the show notes. So you should be good to go. And um, yeah, hopefully lots of people will reach out to you. <laughs> cool. And so I have like, I don't know if I've sent it to you, like a freebie that has some public floor exercises and oh, things. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, can I send you that link too? Those mm-hmm. some, they can like start getting some exercises in. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So definitely. it gives some stretching, some um, general strengthening things to just begin working on the public floor strength. So I will send you that link so that anybody who wants that can click on that too. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much for awesome. on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.